All right, we only have an hour. <laughs> have I uh, offended anybody yet? It'll happen. It happens fast. Welcome into the show today, guys. To bring us in today, that was the great Orny Adams. Orny Adams is a fabulous stand-up comedian. He was featured in the Jerry Seinfeld documentary called Comedian. And that's how he started one of his specials. He comes out, says we only have an hour, and goes, Oh, did I offend anybody yet? Because, man, people get offended easily these days, don't they? I mean, especially right now. It's Pride Month, and I'm all for pride. Like... I'm all for it. LBGTQ, I'm all for it. I'm on your side. I support you in the life that makes you happiest. I'm, I support anyone's life choices that make them the happiest. What I don't support is people getting offended uh, by other people's life choices. Especially if they're not getting attacked and people are getting offended on behalf of someone else. It just drives me nuts, and I've seen plenty of it, and we're going to discuss one of those stories today. Uh, today is Thursday, uh, June. I almost said April, but it's June because time flies. Today is June 10th, and starting tomorrow begins the Zion's Comedy Festival here in St. George, Utah. There are shows, three of which, tomorrow night, 5 p.m., 7 p.m., I believe 8 p.m. or something like that. And then Saturday, they're going to do it again. And then Sunday, they're going to have even more shows. So we'll talk more in specifics about those dates at the end of this episode and those show times. I'm going to be on one of the shows, by the way. Now, by the time you hear this episode, it might be too late, but you might. I'm going to release this episode today. So today being Thursday, tomorrow being Friday. If you hear it today, you want to come to a show, come to a show. Come to the Electric Theater. I'll be on the 5 p.m. show. I'm going to be the first one on the stage. I'm going to be get off the stage and go straight to work because that's all I do lately is, is my nightlife has just become my work life, which is fine. I actually love the job and what I'm doing, but eventually I'd like to have other shifts that don't, you know, take up my nighttime. I like to be able to go to work on a day and come home in that same day. Usually I leave, you know, like last night I went to work on the 9th, came home, it was the 10th. I'd like to get past that, and eventually I will. Uh, So yeah, let's get into today's episode. Again, eventually we're going to start having interviews. I've just got to open up some time that I can make that happen. But for now, you guys will just have to put up with me ranting about whatever garbage I have to say. So with that in mind, let's get into today's episode. Thanks for listening, and here we go. Okay, let's get into this. Again, thank you for listening to to this show. Uh, I've been doing this show a little over a year and a half. We're at like 40-something episodes, which isn't the most consistent, but consistent enough. And uh, people keep clicking the like button and and downloading it. So I'm going to continue to do this just because I enjoy doing it. So uh, thank you, everyone for for listening. Um won't be too long of an episode today. I just I had an exchange on social media, which by the way, I hate social media. Like I deleted my Facebook in April of 2011. It's been 10 years. I'm 10 years Facebook sober. <laughs> I mean, I should get a chip for that, right? Cuz everyone's addicted to Facebook. 
And Facebook can be used for a lot of good things, but for the most part, it was just a time waster for me. Not to say Instagram and Twitter are any different, because I waste a lot of time on that too, but with Facebook, I think what it was is I was like in this on-again, off-again relationship, and one of the times when we went off again, I was so stressed because every time I'd get on and see her post something happy or talk about something with friends or we have mutual friends and I know she's dating other people, it would drive me crazy. I would lose sleep and I'd be grouchy and I, it was like affecting my work life and my, my personal life. And I was talking to someone who's very important to me in my life, one of, uh, I guess you'd call him my mission president, someone who was in charge of me while I was serving my two-year LDS mission. And he's like, well, why don't you just delete Facebook? And I was like, oh, well, that's an idea. So I did. And I deleted it thinking maybe it would just be temporary and maybe I'd start a new one. But when I deleted Facebook, I just like wasn't stressed anymore. In 10 years, I have not missed my Facebook once. People say, oh, you're going to miss out on so many things. Am I? I'm really not. I mean, I will say this. I think Facebook is a great way to see how many friends you have. And not like Facebook friends. I mean like actual friends. Because however many Facebook friends you have, it's too many. It's not real. It's an, it's an imaginary number. Most of the people following you probably don't pay attention to anything. But the way you determine how many friends you actually have is, is something that worked for me is... You delete your Facebook. One month before your birthday, delete your Facebook. And then on your birthday, however many people still text you happy birthday, those are your friends. Those are your friends who know it's your birthday without the little Facebook reminder saying it's so-and-so's birthday coming up. And then you can see how many friends you have. After I deleted my Facebook, that first, that first birthday came around, Three people text me happy birthday. Let me put this in perspective for you. There's seven people in my family. <laughs> so it's like, let's be friends in real life or not at all. All that being said, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter because somehow in my brain that means something different, even though it's the exact same thing. Um, not too long ago, on Twitter, as some of you have heard me talk about this, I'm, I like to go fishing and uh, I'm also a stepdad. And so when I see things that, by the way, if you heard that rumble just there, my cat is insane chasing a ghost. Most likely it's the ghost of my mom uh, and she's tormenting the cat as my mom did when, to our cats when we were kids. But our cat is literally like chasing and attacking nothing, which I can only assume is my mom. That's a morbid joke. And probably just offended someone. If I did, just remember, I'm talking about my dead mom, not your alive one. Anyways, um, so I, when people talk about fishing or being a parent, sometimes it sticks out to me more because that's those are big parts of my life. And a person I follow on Twitter had made a funny comment. And he said, I don't want to be there when my ancestors learned that my sons asked for latex gloves and plastic spoons to clean the fish that they caught. I refuse to give them gloves and I compromise with a spoon. Hashtag failure father, hashtag soft, which is a funny tweet. 
And some people might respond, you're not a failure, you just blah, 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 blah. So I responded and I told a story of my own. I said, two years ago, my stepson and I were going to go fishing. It started to rain. I asked if he still wanted to go. He suggested that we stayed home and pretend to go fishing on our phones. So I grabbed our gear, made him go fishing in the cold rain, and told him to never say that again. That's all based on a true story. My stepson Gavin and I were going to go fishing. It started raining. It was cold. I gave the option to him. And the fact that he wanted to stay home and pretend to go fishing and sit in on our phones bothered me because there's too much screen time. I heard a phrase the other day, screenager, and I don't want to be part of raising a screenager. And I thought, okay, we're at least going to go out and get muddy if nothing else, but we're going to go try and fish in the rain. And we did. And it was a lot of fun. We caught three fish. One of them was huge. We cooked all three of them. It was a great Saturday. Well, most people liked that tweet. But then someone did not. Someone named Quinn Stufflebeam, which there's no way that's a real name. Quinn Stufflebeam? That can't be real. Anyways. So I say that story and he decides to chime in on what I said and said, or he decided he hates to fish. I never understood this line of reasoning. Were you pissed that he didn't want to go fishing or just that he'd rather be on his phone instead of freezing while waiting for a fish to bite? Well, now he's offended on behalf of my stepson on an incident that happened two years before this conversation ever did. So I responded to Quinn Stufflebeam or whatever the hell his name is. And I said, well, we caught three fish, we cooked them, and he loved it. And I know this because every time it rains, he talks about how much fun that experience was. Too much screen times for kids is a bad thing, which was the point of my story. But go ahead and call CPS if you must. Because why would I tell a story and brag about making my kid miserable? Because that's not what I said. That's not the point of the story. But he decided he's going to be the hero and get offended for my stepson. And then Quinn Stufflebeam said, you missed my point. I have four children and I want them to be active and do things that they love to do. But I know if I push them too hard, I might leave a sour taste in their mouth. I've witnessed it and they lose passion for it. Glad you've got it dialed in for your kids. That's the point. They're my kids. Don't get offended on behalf of someone else. If it made my kid miserable and he didn't like it, then that would have been the story I would have told. But it actually turned out to be a significant moment for me and my stepson because it was like a good bonding moment. We went out, we got muddy, we did something that was unusual, and it was a blast. This whole notion of, hey, that sounds like that would be offensive to someone else, so I better be offended for them, drives me up the wall. And there's just no room for it in the world. And yet, one of my last episodes talking about validation, part of validation is trying to fit in. If you want to fit in in the world, start getting offended about everything. Start letting... Other people's opinions become your opinions and then think for them instead of yourself. I've never understood the notion of if it's not bothering, you know, 
my whole stance is if it's not bothering me, it shouldn't bother you. I shared a joke with one of my aunts recently. Uh, I played her a clip of, of a joke I did on stage. And it's an underlying masturbation joke, right? It's the, it's the essential oils joke. And, I mean, it is about that, but it's in a funny way. And my aunt's a sweetheart, by the way. My aunt's the type of person who, if she sees a spider in her house, she finds a paper and a cup and sets it free outside. In my head, that spider's trespassing and deserves to die. Because if it's between me getting bit or that spider dying, that spider needs to die. She's not like that. She's a sweetheart. So I sent her that. And she's been very supportive. She's been to a couple of my shows. And she sent me a text back saying, hey, I'm so glad you're doing this. It looks like you're doing really well. I struggle to say this. But just so you know, some of those jokes make me a little uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. It's never my intention to make anyone uncomfortable. Thank you for letting me know. Love you. You're awesome. And she said, love you too. And that was it. She wasn't offended. She just said she wasn't comfortable with them. She didn't tell me to stop doing them. She didn't tell me it was inappropriate. She didn't tell me it was wrong. She told me how it made her feel. I understood. I understand where the line is with her on, on certain jokes I tell. And that's it. The end. Love her. She doesn't go around telling everyone what a horrible person I am for joking about certain things. That's the end of the story. That's how it should be. If you have a question about something I say, fine, ask the question, but don't like get offended. Can you tell I'm a little bugged by all this? I should honestly, if I wanted to be the happy, my happiest self, I would delete Twitter and Instagram today. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it at all. You know what? I'm like, I'm like emo. I'm like Green Day. I will sing about the world's problems and not offer any solutions or know the solutions and not do shit about it. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that topic. Uh, let's talk about the comedy shows coming up. So a few months ago, I released an episode where I played an interview that I did on a radio station for, for Radio St. George with Michael and Christina Harding. And in that uh, interview, they asked me, what is it that I want out of stand-up? Like, what is, what is the goal? And I made mention that I just wanted to be a part of it, you know. But I, what I really wanted was to have a comedy festival down here in St. George. And Val Duro, who I've made mention to plenty of times on this podcast, has made that happen. She has initiated the first ever Zion Comedy Festival this weekend that goes from June 11th through the 13th. June 11th being tomorrow. So let's go over the shows. The first show is a comedy competition. It starts at 5 p.m. at the Electric Theater on Friday. Uh, it's going to be 10 comedians, 5-minute sets, winner gets $100. I'm on that show, I'm going to get on stage, do five minutes, then I'm going to go to work and hopefully get a text message saying that I won $100. And if I didn't, who cares? I just want to, I, I want to be part of that. Absolutely. Um, 
That will be a really fun night. The second show is the Allies Comedy, and that's going to be 7 p.m. also at the Electric Theater. At 9 p.m., there's the Witty Titties show, which is going to be all for uh, female performers, and that'll be fun. Then on Saturday, June 12th, you have the Electric Kids Comedy Show. Uh, That starts at 4 p.m. And then at 6 p.m., you have the Triple Headliner. And then at 8 p.m., you have the show and the after party at the uh, Love Cafe. And then on Sunday, it continues. 11 a.m., there's a sacrament show. And then at 8 p.m. that night, Camp Fire Comedy. What an awesome experience this is for, for people who are going to be attending, people who are going to be involved. Uh, she has comedians coming in from New York, and Michigan, and L.A., and Vegas, all, all over the country. And she's busted her ass to put this together. And, and St. George needs something like this. And for, it's been well advertised. It's been in St. George News. It's been around the social medias. I think it'll go well. And if this becomes an annual thing, this is what I've wanted. I've, I've pushed for this for, for as long as I've been down here, wanting to be part of a stand-up scene that continues to grow. I don't need to be a famous touring comedian. I don't need to be out on the road 30 to 50 weeks a year doing this. So, I mean, that would be an amazing experience, but that's, that's not the life I want. I like being able to spend time at home with my family. Now, right now, I work four out of seven nights a week. Sometimes five out of seven nights. And it's tough to not be home with my family at bedtime tucking my kids in. That's really set of priorities with me. So what is it that I do want? Well, I want to be involved in the growth of stand-up in southern Utah with opportunities that come up that I, you know, I've, I've, I've performed in Mesquite, Nevada. There's a club opening in, in Vegas that I'd like to try and be part of. I would like to be part of other scenes and have opportunities to go other places. And I think eventually those times will come. But mostly... Love being part of the growth here. I love being a feature in doing a 10 to 12 minute opening spot for a a national touring headliner. I love doing a five minute competition. I love headlining once or twice a year. I love hosting the shows. I just love being a part of it and helping it grow. So a big thanks to Val and bringing the Zion Comedy Festival uh, to, to, to Southern Utah this week. And I think it's a, a fantastic opportunity. And I think the sky is the limit with what can happen as this city continues to grow. I think comedy will also continue to grow and, and some other experiences and, and opportunities coming up that we'll discuss in further episodes. So again, big thanks to Val. All right, I think that's going to be the episode for this week. Thank you for listening to my craziness. I'm going to do an episode soon about all the crazy racist shit that Disney gets away with. You know, the Disney Plus app, they have disclaimers on a lot of their movies from like the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. And yes, it was a different time. But wow, have I seen a lot of things that would not fly today. But that's for another time. It's called a tease. All right, everyone. Have a good weekend. Uh, Enjoy the uh, comedy festival. Hopefully you get to go out to some of the shows, if not all of them. Good luck to any of the performers who might be listening to this. Uh, that's, That's the episode.
thanks for, for tuning in. One more small little rant. This is a thought I've had for years, and I've shared this with some of you, and I've even shared it from a show. But because it's not a joke I'll probably do a lot on stage, I do want to share this thought with you. You know how sometimes when you're up late at night watching TV and you see a commercial for like Cialis or Viagra? Have you ever paid attention to the list of possible but not limited to side effects that come with those pills? I don't know what anal leakage is, but it cannot be pleasant, right? I mean, what other product other than sex are you risking that kind of stuff for? Seriously. And those possible but limited to side effects, they're not guesses. They're results that have tested on actual people where if you get a boner for more than four hours, you have to seek medical attention or you might die. And those are million dollar industries of Cialis and Viagra. So what other product in this world are you taking that kind of risk for? Not cake. Certainly not cake. If you put those same possible but not limited to side effects on the side of any Betty Crocker cake box, you're not buying that cake. So can we destroy the notion that there should ever be a thing called better than sex cake? Because that is not a thing. All right, enough silliness for today. Have a good weekend again. Thanks for listening, guys.